Oh, but Ray, big business is evil. Actually, it's not. And quite frankly, it's time to thank them for what they do. Hey, welcome to the Press Club Seat Podcast. I'm Ray Keating. In this 38th episode, we're going to talk about the pandemic economy and why people and politicians should start thanking rather than attacking big business. But first, let's quickly answer that key question once more. What the hell is the Press Club C anyway? Each letter stands for stuff we talk about during various episodes. P is for politics. R is for religion, mainly Christianity. E is for economics. S is for sports. That second S is for stories, books, and writing my own books, other books, fiction, nonfiction, reviews, authors, etc., um, C is for culture, pop culture and otherwise. L is for life, the big catch-all. U is for understanding, lessons and history, education, etc. Uh, B is for business and entrepreneurship. And that last C in Press Club C is there because I'm a conservative um, and a traditional one. Old school Reagan conservative. I know we have to clarify things these days. Anyway, all right, so let's talk about thanking business, and yes, even big business. This is going to be a bit of a rant here, folks, but you know what? I am long tired. Uh, <clears throat> I've long been tired of the attacks on business, uh, including big businesses. Um, it's it's driven out of emotions. Uh, it's usually on the left, but now it's over on the populist right. Um, you know, it, it, it proceeds absent any understanding of economics or business and how they work. Uh, actually it proceeds, uh, this, this kicking around big business proceeds without any uh, traces of common sense, I would argue. I mean, here's an obvious question. How did the businesses become big in the first place? After all, they started small. Um, and gee, they didn't, uh, become big because the government helped them. They didn't become, uh, large, uh, because they held a gun to somebody's head. They served customers. They served consumers well. Oh, wow. What a crazy idea. So <clears throat> um, it's interesting because when you look at polls, uh, Americans just love small businesses and entre entrepreneurs. And that's great because I am a big advocate of entrepreneurship and small businesses. Um, but when businesses become big, you know, that quote unquote big business, um, uh, they, they, that generic term falls in the polls pretty quickly. If you look at the Gallup poll, they do a poll on this type of stuff. I think once a year, once every other year and small business ranks up there at number one or two with the military big business. Uh, not so hot, not so hot. Um, so when, when, uh, so when you have the, the great story of the successful entrepreneur that uh, Americans seem to love, uh, when they become too big, well, then the knives are out, right? <laughs> um, and the knives are out from many in the public and lots of folks uh, in politics. And we've seen this time and time again uh, over the years. And we even, we've even seen it during this uh, grim pandemic and pandemic economy. And I want to take this opportunity to, to say, hey, maybe this is a time to, uh, I don't know, start thinking clearly on such matters. Um, it's, it's not a, uh, um, 
something that we should be uh, partaking in uh, during this this kicking around big business. It's not something we should be partaking in in any kind of economy. But the pandemic economy should drive home some lessons here, folks, that should clarify our thinking uh, on this. Um, you know, so we we should think about where we would all be without an assortment of big businesses um, that, again, normally get kicked around. So I just want to hit on four industries broadly. And I'm just, this is, I'm not going to, you know, go long on this, but I, I think it's worth highlighting. So first you have, um, you know, the pharmaceutical business. In the world of politics, uh, you know, labeled big pharma. Um, and what was the great sin of big pharma, if you will? And by, by the way, all of these industries that I'm going to talk about um, are overwhelmingly populated, by the way, by small and mid-sized businesses. But that's not the focus of, of, this, of this episode. Um, let's embrace the big guys, right? That's fine. Um, so what was the sin of big pharma? Well, my goodness, it's just horrible. They, they came up with medicines. Um, they came up with uh, um, cures. They came up, they come up with treatments that improve people's lives and save lives. Horrors. Oh, such horrors. Uh, obviously, they deserve the wrath of politicians. Uh, now, and of course, that's that's preposterous. It's ridiculous. But perhaps, you know, in terms of what um, several of these companies have accomplished during this pandemic, maybe it's time, maybe this is a slap in the face that people need. Um, they've turned, you know, they've created vaccines in record time and other treatments as well um, for COVID-19. Um, this is really impressive, miraculous work on the part of uh, the people that work at these companies, the management of these companies, and yes, the shareholders, the investors in these firms. Uh, and go back to the entrepreneurs that started these businesses up. And yes, they should all be thanked. Absolutely. And if you don't want to thank them, what the heck is wrong with you? Um, stop being blinded by politics and uh, and whether it's leftist ideology or populist ideology, um, recognize the good that these companies have done. That's how they be again. That's how they became successful in the first place. And now stepping up during this pandemic, uh, it's just been quite impressive. So, boom, number one, thank big pharma. Number two, the favorite <sighs> among the populist right now uh, is to go around big tech. They don't like big tech. Um, and the left always hates big companies, no matter what industry they're in. So it's like a, it's a bipartisan festival of kicking around uh, successful technology companies. Now, again, why we would want to attack uh, cutting edge dynamic companies in a, an assortment of technology fields, computers, and so on and so on, social media. Um why we would want to attack these leading U.S. companies in the global economy is simply baffling. But nonetheless, political minds being what they are, we'll find a way. So let's pause for a moment. You know, think about, let's, you know, take a few of these. Let's look at Facebook, right? Um, Facebook, of course, is just like, you know, you've, you've got, uh, I, I don't know when some of my uh, fellow conservatives, and for some folks, I have to put that word in quotes, uh, suddenly became whiny babies. 
uh, but it's like, oh, Facebook isn't treating us well. Facebook is a platform that is dominated overwhelmingly by conservatives and uh, and other related folks on the right. Um, so, you know, the drama that's tied to the attacks on Facebook is just that. It's drama. And, and the folks that, that partake of it that are in, uh, you know, that whole political office, it's just, it's just feeding the base and trying to, 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 uh, to, um, to stir up the base in, in their favor. But look what Facebook has done. Oh my goodness, the horrors. They, they've allowed us to communicate with uh, friends and family uh, across the nation and across the world. Uh, they've opened the door to new uh, friends. They've uh, provided a tremendous platform for small businesses. That's right, small businesses to advertise and so on. I'm, listen, my in terms of my novels, my Pastor Stephen Grant novels and my other books, the best place in terms of, you know, for the last 10 plus years, the best place for me to advertise has been on Facebook, hands down, not even close. That, that, that platform, that uh, Facebook has been just a tremendous benefit uh, to me as a small business uh, owner, as an indie publisher, as an indie writer. And I am not alone, folks. When you look at the numbers, small businesses uh, uh, take great advantage of uh, Facebook. And again, family and friends getting together, you know, video chats and so on and so on. I mean, my goodness, the horrors of what Facebook is doing to us. It's just terrible. And, you know, so on, um, you know, pick, pick another company, Apple, um, somehow or another Apple got in on this as being attacked as well. Um, you know, I've been a Mac person for a very, very long time. Why? Because they make the best <laughs> laptops, computers, the easiest to work, the most reliable. It's not even close. Are they more expensive than I like than I would like? Of course they are. Um, it would be great if Apple reduced their prices, but you know what? They they're not, or they haven't, and I'm still buying it because it's the best laptop on the market. And you know, I haven't I don't have an iPhone, but I know people who swear by the iPhone and so on. So um, you know, and and the other uh, the other uh, uh, wonderful tools that they offer us in this modern age. So again, the horrors of what Apple has done. Um, you know, you've got Google and YouTube. I mean, Google again, um, my, my goodness, it, it's made, did they gain a market share in the, in the search market by, uh, by holding a gun to anyone's head, by having forcing, by the government saying you have to use Google? Of course not. They've, they've, they've done it because they've offered the best, uh, search tool, uh, to the public, uh, and therefore they gain market share. Um, you know, YouTube for all the complaints that, and again, I'm not saying I agree with every decision that Facebook has made on the, you know, the political front or YouTube slash Google. In fact, especially YouTube, Google, I disagree with a, a host of things, but that's their right to do their private, private company. But at the same time, what tremendous platforms they have created, uh, for again, uh, independent creators, small businesses, individuals, um, just tremendous power that was unimaginable uh, not too long ago. But yet we want to attack them and, and, and take them down or even break them up. I love that talk in politics. Um, you know, same thing goes for, for Twitter. Um, you know, I, I'm not a, I use Twitter. I'm not a big Twitter user, but listen, the idea, the, again, the ability to, get your views out there and advertise what you're doing in your business. Um, 
the just the ability to communicate has been enhanced. Um, and then Amazon. Amazon is another one. Um, you know, a, a, lots of attacks on Amazon. Well, um, quite frankly, you know, this big business got big again for a reason. And I will say it, I love Amazon. I love Amazon as a consumer, as a reader, as a person that um, can find things that would be difficult otherwise. And my goodness, all of these during a pandemic, Amazon has been just tremendous in terms of finding what you need and getting it delivered to your doorstep. Um, what a blessing. That's what it is. It's a ble- that company is a blessing, as are the other ones, I would argue. So, but what are we going to do? You know, somehow or another, we're going to kick them around because we don't like maybe the CEO or the former outgoing CEO or blah, blah, blah. But uh, on the flip side, not only as a consumer, but as a, again, a small business owner, as a writer, as, a, as an indie publisher, working with Amazon uh, has been a tremendous opportunity. Um, not only do I use their KDP to actually publish, uh, to print, I should say, I'm the publisher, to print, uh, for example, my paperbacks and to get my Kindle editions out there to the public. But, um, you know, and also to advertise. Uh, but but the, the, the key here is that myself as an indie writer and publisher, suddenly when you go to Amazon, I basically have the same shelf space, if you want to think of it that way, as, you know, the biggest authors out there. It's just been a tremendous opportunity, a company like Amazon, in terms of opening up uh, doors for the little guy, um, which, again, is seems to be largely ignored by these folks that like to attack big tech. So, you know, there's just a few companies on the big tech front. Should we be attacking them? No. Will we always agree with them? Of course not. I, I struggle to find anyone in life that I always agree with, okay? But, you know... <clears throat> they have their right to to say and make their own decisions with their private company, and I have the ability and right to to criticize them. Um, but uh, I also have the ability to thank them. And it's been pretty clear in this pandemic and during this pandemic economy, uh, the benefits, at least it's clear to me, that companies like Facebook and Apple in particular and Amazon in particular have presented, have offered uh, to individuals such as myself, our my family, my business, Good, good stuff. So, hey, thank you, big tech. Uh, and related is is uh, is telecommunication, other telecommunications companies, well, not other, telecommunications companies. You know, when you look at, often they often get kicked around, AT&T, T-Mobile, you know, et cetera, et cetera, Verizon. Uh, what have these horrible companies done? Well, they've uh, created wired and wireless networks that allow us to communicate, that allow us to uh, do all of the wonderful things that we can in the digital economy um, in terms of, you know, uh, communicating and, 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 you know, ordering products and, and so on and digitization. It just, listen, I'm not going to go through a long list. You should know it. But the point is, is that, and cable companies obviously are in the mix as well. So for example, when we're, you know, when we're stuck at home for nearly a year, right? And we're like, what do we, what do we do? Well, you know, if you, if you tap into wonderful services like Disney Plus, another big company, Netflix, oh, another big company, uh, you know, go down the line here. Uh, Amazon Prime, again, big company, uh, offering what? Oh, horrors, offering us all sorts of entertainment, sports, and so on and so on, and movies and, and streaming shows, and, and the list goes on and on. Um, and uh, also, you know, 
things like master classes and and so on in terms of on the internet um courses classes college degrees high school degrees all of these things online and my goodness who has provided the foundation for this oh it's well it's ev- evil big telecom companies right and their investors well perhaps it's time to again uh, deal with economic and business reality and rather than attacking these companies saying hey thanks thanks for providing uh, these services, especially during, uh, it's really dawned on me during this pandemic economy. And then of course, there's the, the, one of the biggest bad guys of them all, especially in the world of politics, big oil or big energy, right? Oh my goodness. Oil and natural gas. Uh, we're, we're seeing a, this being rekindled, if you will, with the Biden administration and, and president Biden saying, uh, Oh, I'm going to just shut down pipelines and so on and so on, which makes uh, of course, no sense whatsoever for a whole host of reasons, but I'm not going to get into that today. The bottom line point is, for example, you know, I have a home, I've had a home office since 1991, a whole host of people have now been, um, exposed to remote work, home-based work, right? They have their home, home offices, or they, they take their laptop to various parts of their homes and stuff. Well, you know what? in terms of our houses, right? And not just in terms of uh, petroleum-based products like plastics and everything else, but, you know, just the core stuff. Hey, my house is warm. Or during some, my house has been cooled. And why is that? Oh my goodness, horror of horrors. It's because of big oil, right? Because they have provided uh, natural gas, for example, or oil heat. Um, because they they supply um, fuel to, uh, energy, electricity companies. Oh my goodness. It could even be coal. Oh no, no, no. Yes, it is. (laughs) Various parts of the country. It's coal as well. So perhaps again, we should stop kicking these companies around, um, especially for dubious, let us just say dubious, um, assumptions regarding the impact of these companies, um, in a whole host of ways and understand, the tremendous services that they provide, the products that they provided to us. So yeah, guess what? It's time to say thank you. Thank you, big oil. Thank you, big natural gas. Thank you, big coal. Um, because what a blessing these, uh, these, these services, these products are to each and every one of us. So, you know, to wrap up this rant, uh, and I hope it's not a total rant because I just want people to think more clearly, think it through, you know, rather than immediately reacting to, oh, big pharma, or big tech or big oil or, you know, these big telecom companies and so on. Think about it before you start going down this path. You know, again, ask yourself the question, how did they become big? How did they maintain their bigness? The other part of it, the, this equation is people naively assume and wrongly assume that, oh, once a company becomes big, that's it. No little guys can challenge them and they're going to be the big market. Uh, they're going to be the big player forever. And uh, it's obviously going to be a monopoly. Well, you know, unfortunately, just take a little look at economic history and understand that that is never the case. Monopolies do not, when you're talking about a true monopoly, a one supplier does not happen in the marketplace. And companies are always competing, not only against existing uh, competitors, but they're competing against future competitors. And especially in markets that are so dynamic as pharmaceuticals and technology, you have no idea what's coming next. So you cannot sit back and treat yourself 
think of yourself as like a big monopoly that's just rolling around in money because that's that spells doom, that spells failure. And quite frankly, the same goes with with energy and oil. Um, you know, a lot of people think of well, you know, how can it can't be more old school than oil? Well, yeah, it, it, there's nothing old school about energy today in any way, shape, or form. Go back to oh, I don't know. 2004, 2005, where everyone seemed to assume that, for example, the United States was doomed to decline in terms of our energy production and and forever dependent, as they say, on foreign sources of energy. And all of a sudden, golly, we're now, we, we became at a very short period of time, the number one uh, oil and natural gas producer on the planet. How did that happen? Well, you know what happened? Innovation, technological change, um, all of these things. They invade every industry. You can think of the oil industry as being old school, but you know what? It was up. It was overturned by changes in hydraulic fracturing and horizontal drilling uh, and a whole host of other technologies applied. So it's exciting. It's a good thing. It's something that we should be thankful for. There's that word again. Um, so, you know, let's get clear as to why these companies grew. They provide goods and services that people want and need. Um, and again, when they don't, the next entrepreneur will knock them down. That's what's always happened in the past. and will continue happening in the future. Uh, and they'll become, guess what? They'll become the next big guy. And until before that, they'll be like, ah, people will say, I love those entrepreneurs. Look at them. Look what they're doing. Um, and, and they should be applauded for it. And I'll be out front with you. But then all of a sudden they'll get to a certain size and all of a sudden they'll become the big guy and people will turn on them and politicians will certainly turn on them and they'll launch an attack and that stuff needs to stop. And you know what? It doesn't take much to stop it. Just stop. Here's a, here's a thought. Stop. Think about it. Apply some basic economic common sense, some basic business common sense. Perhaps look at how markets actually work, uh, and then just grow up and stop doing these silly attacks that get boiled down to talking points about, again, big pharma, big tech, big oil. Um, we should be better than that. We're Americans. We should understand the wonders and beauties of entrepreneurship and of business in general and how the market how, – how entrepreneurs and investors and businesses competing in the market – ultimately to conserve uh, to serve consumers um, create such enormous opportunity uh, and prosperity. That's a good thing. That's something that we should all be thankful for. Hey, and thanks for listening. Your feedback and suggestions are always welcome. Please check out uh, my various endeavors and books, uh, including uh, some columns over at keatingfiles.com, my other podcast, Free Enterprise in Three Minutes, uh, a couple of recent uh, nonfiction books, Behind Enemy Lines and Free Trade Rocks. Those are available at RayKeatingOnline.com and over at Amazon.com. Oh, there's a big business again. Um, and also my novels. Please check out my thrillers and mysteries, my Pastor Stephen Grant thrillers and mysteries. Um, we are up to 13 now, and the 14th one can be pre-ordered. The most recent one, it's out, especially at Vatican Shadows. Go check that out. Um Coming is Past Lives, uh, a Pastor Stephen Grant short story. Um, and you can pre-order that. And you can get all those books 
over at Amazon.com or signbooks at RayKeatingOnline.com. One last thing, check out DisneyBizJournal.com. We have a lot of fun over there looking at the Disney entertainment business. Thanks so much for listening, and God bless.